bro. Yes, sir. I've, I've had quite a few close friends of mine that are also listeners tell me that they love that intro. Just, just wait for it. Da, that last little da. <laughs> I have to tell you uh, what I, how I responded off air when they asked me about who is that. Okay. <laughs> You gotta say it off air. You can't say it on air. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Ask Andre. I don't know. I'm sure you said that a little differently. <laughs> well, basically. Well, like the hell if I know. Yeah. <laughs> basically, I told him the same thing. I'm like, man, even though it's the I Got Sense podcast. Oh, here we go. I'm the least involved. Here we go. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not lying. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another <laughs> spectacular. Sense filled or sense filled episode of the I Got Sense podcast. I am your co host, Andre Kalee, owner of Kalee Creations and mentee to none other than the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only financial advisor teaching you how to make money, manage money, and make your money, make money for you. Y'all know his name, DJ Dividends. Count him out, DJ. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Shyon Simmons, the I Got Sense Investment Advisor, a.k.a. DJ Dividends. And we're back with our very first ever part two of an episode. Did you know that? Well, it's not our very first. We did like a four-part series. Well, that was a four-part series, but this is a part two of the same. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. This is the first Part two of the same topic. Yeah, yeah. See, I ain't, I'm not that yeah. old. That last one was a series. <laughs> that was within a series. We had some different. Yeah, we had different episodes. Right. Yeah, but pertaining this is, to a specific niche. Now yeah. this is like the same topic. And this is the and this is sticking out to me because last week you told me with three minutes left in the episode Uh-oh. that it was going to be a part two. <laughs> Nobody told me about that part. So that's why it's fresh in my mind that this is a part two of branding. So you waited a whole week to just, you know, yes, come sir. on air and just air well, it all out. Huh? I didn't mean, I didn't mean to just come on air and air it out. You know, I'm you old, man. Show, I don't know how show. to filter this stuff. <laughs> I'm still learning how to do these podcasts. He was waiting. Oh, he's like, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to let him know. <laughs> well, no, the- he ain't tell me nothing about a part two to this here topic well the reason until we get on air well now let and me I'm gonna let them know how i feel now let me explain myself <laughs> no, let see, me explain I'm doing what myself. you do to me after every episode no let me explain myself see shine be talking about he don't know nothing about the episodes he got me over here like it's a sweatshop for the igc well that's telling what me, telling me look we're gonna do a part two then turn around and acting like he don't know we're gonna do a part man two. now you know that ain't true that <laughs> The, the reason I know it's a part two is because I didn't even prepare today. <laughs> I can do nothing. I just showed up and oh, uh, look for. I'm gonna let the folks hear it. <laughs> a handwritten note <laughs> with only four things written on it. This you is, got the show. This is all the preparation I did today. Oh man, gotta! Love I think it. the people are gonna believe me. You think so? Yes. Should sir. I run a poll? <laughs> Yeah, you can run a poll. They gonna believe me. Hey, yo, if you believe me, mm-hmm. Andre, your co-host, on the post of this episode, say, "Hey, I believe you, Dre." If you mm-hmm. believe Shine, say, "I believe you, Shine." No, say water. <laughs> you gonna have to teach him how to spell that. Hootie <laughs> hoo, water. DJ he cutting up. Them you know folk- we ain't heard in a while. And Paul, no, nah, we ain't heard that. that oh yeah, we did, did. We hear that money counter the last time, and we were actually on Brandon trying to help people get their money up. Yeah, that's why we did the whole Brandon thing, and we didn't count the we didn't money do it at time. all. But it's all good. We here today. It part sounds two. good though. Yes, sir. Part two. Mm-hmm. Our very first ever part two. How to create a strong brand? Should I we think, dive right into it? Yeah, I think that's a milestone that we get to a point where we got part twos of a topic. Uh oh, we getting on up there, man. Well, you know the audience. Sorry, I just had to let that okay, cash register go all the oh, way out. Okay, I thought you was doing one of those pauses. I did, but I just love the way that that little. Okay. You hear how I kind of <laughs> just linger a little bit. Got gotcha. you. 
But yeah, the audience, you know, I was looking at the views of last week's episode and we doing great, Shine. They was really, you know, loving it. So mm. I'm glad that I called out a part two in advance because it was uh, it evidently, hey, that viewers are good. seeing or the viewers are saying that this is, you know, valuable for them. So it's only right that well, we part two. Can I go back and tell you uh, that same uh a good friend of mine who's also a listener mm-hmm. that I was explaining to that I don't know who that music is by or where it came from or nothing to. <laughs> well, Do I got to turn your mic off? <laughs> no, don't turn my <laughs> don't turn my mic off. Hold on, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the listener, what he told me, and I'm I'm not exaggerating, uh-huh. Andre. He called out of nowhere and said, "Man." I just finished listening to your last episode. Uh-huh. I had to binge listen to the first 18 of them, oh, but wow. I done caught up. And he's like, man, I just want to tell you I'm proud of you, brother, and keep doing it because your content is valuable. It's uh, way better than all these other podcasts that I'm out here listening to. And you all are talking about real legitimate stuff that actually makes a difference. So just keep up the good work and uh, keep doing what you're doing. I'm quite sure your stuff going to be around a long time because all these other folks that may have a bigger audience, they falling off, you know, by the, you know, by the hundreds every month. So that that's the conversation that it was about. But it did start off with him talking about, you know, asking about that intro music. And I had to tell him, I don't know. Well, he liked the intro, right? Yeah, he loved it. He he wanted to know who that, who that music was by because he so wanted look, to download it. Look, real quick, mm-hmm. for that specific listener. Round of applause to you, and not only round of applause to you, but we gonna let this intro play for a hot second for you. That was Big Mitch. Big Mitch. Shout out Big Mitch. Yes, sir. Big Mitch. We appreciate you. It's all love over here. You know, we just out here trying to teach people how to make money, manage money, and make their money make money for them. Yes, sir. We have fun doing it, too. You know it. Hold on. You know my favorite part. Here it go. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, All right, sir. y'all. Let's stop playing around. Part two of Brandon. Let's get into it, man. You got the chill. The chill. The chill. Paul. The chill. Uh. Are you going to drop some Part bars two. today? Uh, listen. Let me hear you now. We're talking about listen. Nah, they ain't ready for that. Okay. All right, part two. Let's dive right into it. All right. How to create a strong brand. So in today's episode, we're going to focus on a few fundamental mm-hmm. sense or keys to building a successful brand. So now, let me get this here straight, Andre. So this episode, part two, we're going to really uh, focus on specifically uh, giving the folks more uh, info on Things that they can do or implement. We're going to provide the audience with action items that's going to help them define their branding. Because the first first part one was more so just acknowledging that you need a brand and how to work on it and some of the constructive criticism that we see that is not being um, executed. Absolutely. um, To see uh, the brand get built to its maximum potential. So we're going to refocus today, right? One thou wow. Gotcha. One thou wow. Okay. (laughs) You like that? One thou wow. I like that. (laughs) I'm just getting my mind right because I didn't prepare today. Oh, goodness. Here he go again. (laughs) Y'all better get DJ dividends. (laughs) So, folks, before we get started, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to get a piece of paper and a pencil and mm-hmm. if you ain't got that readily available, pull out your notes and your iPhone. And if you ain't got that readily available, just tune in and then re-listen to this episode when you can get those things readily available. Because what we're about to do is dive into a few questions that we're going to pose mm-hmm. for you to answer on your own time. And while we pose these questions, we're going to give you some concrete examples using both our businesses and companies as well as highlighting a few relatable examples in society. Gotcha. So and this is going to be a great episode. Ain't I nobody else already, doing this kind of stuff. We already getting after. We oh, know. yeah, I see you. Nice and structured. Talking about you ain't ready. Talking I'm about ready it's going to be a good episode. Man, I'm hyped now. Did you hype? Oh, you got the shit. Should I hype you up some more? What is? Yes, sir. All right. First question. 
We're talking about branding, folks. Mm -hmm. It's a two-part question. The first part is what does your brand represent? Again, what does your brand represent? Gotcha. So, Sean, if I were to ask you, the I Got Sense financial advisors, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. DJ Dividends, what does your brand represent? My I Got Sense brand uh, represents professional, high-quality, high-level corporate financial advisement from a credentialed professional that specializes on giving back to the middle class. There it is. I love that answer. Round of applause, Sean, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he did his homework. Talking about he ain't prepared. <laughs> no, nah, you know I have my <laughs> I have my elevator pitches for I'm ready for a camera. If I walk outside and yeah. a camera and microphone gets yeah. stuck in my face, bro, I'm ready to go to work. That's you got any big daddy cane over there? Oh, I need to I go to work. I need baby. to load that up. We yeah. loading that up next. I just <laughs> watched the uh, Big Daddy Kane interview on the Breakfast Club last week too. That's great. I work. Before we get too off topic, so the first question again mm -hmm. was, what does your brand represent? Audience, write that down and answer this. Second question is, what are your brand brand's values? What are mm -hmm. your brand's values? Or what is your brand's values? Gotcha. Whichever way that question makes sense, answer mm -hmm. it. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes tons of sense. Because if I had to put a value on my brand, mm -hmm. I would say that I give people that normally would not seek financial advisement, I give them the insight and the knowledge and information to make sound decisions without spending a dollar. Mm. And anywhere else, this same advice and sound guidance that I give, I would be probably billing at $275 an hour. There it is. There it is. Now, if I were to take a dive into KLE Creations, our video production company, mm -hmm. if I answer the first part of this question, what does our brand represent? Well, we're, we are visual storytellers. Yes, sir. We use video to create trust, build a connection, and drive engagement. Absolutely. What are our brand values? Well, we value the stories of our clients. Mm -hmm. We figure out what the client's needs are and offer a solution using video. Yes, sir. To match those needs. Hey, can I interrupt right here? Go ahead. Can I let the folks know that your brand, Cali Creations, actually did me and she, Lashina McCurdy's wedding? We sure did, didn't we? Yes, sir. Shout out to my boy Vic, too. He helped out. Yes, sir. So give me a, let me give a nod told, to SVP Studios as well. <laughs> bro, you told a story so well with our wedding. Folks came back and offered she, Lashina McCurdy jobs. It <laughs> was like, Round of applause. It's like, can we meet with you? Can you tell us what you did to get all those people in that event center? We've never seen that before. <laughs> we want to work with you because we haven't been able to get more than fifty people in there. Oh man, whatever you did over there, we want to be on your team. That was a that's no lie. Too. Yes, sir. That's that's a true story, folks. You so, told a story over there. There it is. We Cali Creations. Come on now. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, again, that question is, what are your brand's mm -hmm. values? Let's think of uh, some real-world examples here. We talked about them last pod. And if you eat there, I'm sure you cannot quickly identify their values. Chick-fil-A. Yes, sir. They value customer service across the board. High-quality taste, mm -hmm. high-quality service, fast and affordable. There it is. Moving on to our third question. Who is your target audience? Mm -hmm. Who does your product or service cater to? In other words. You want me to answer that for IGC Financial over here? Yeah, who's your target audience? My target. Who is our target audience? Because, you know, we co I co-host the podcast with you. <laughs> we are uh, our tar target audience, even with the podcast, with my financial uh -huh. services, even with my tax services, are primarily the middle class, but also those people of color in the culture that are skeptical of the system. Mm, That's my target audience right there. I bring them in and I make them feel comfortable and I help them to understand that either you're going to be in America and fully maximize everything or you're going to be out in the streets trying to hustle. 
it's much easier to join on in with the crowd and be a part of this your whole thing and make it work for you. Learn how to make money, manage yes, money, sir. And make your money, make money for exactly. you. Exactly. So you can make change. And so trust you can me, live the yeah, life you want to. There's a lot of skeptical folks out there too. Oh, trust me, I understand. <laughs> I, I help I help put their mind at ease and, and, and guide them towards the light. Yeah, yeah. Knowledge is power. Yes, sir. And the light that I'm guiding them to is sunlight. Unlike a lot of other folks out there that's guiding them towards an oncoming train. Ooh. I ain't gonna I say a, no names. I need a button on here that be like, ooh. <laughs> man, you you've been trying to start some podcasts. Man, beef. yeah, you've been you've been trying to uh gas me up to to bring some smoke. I ain't doing it. No. Nah. What's mm-hmm. what that? Shout out to the boys on all all the smoke. You heard of that podcast with no. Matt Barnes and uh Stephen Jackson? No, I've seen it. Oh, it's I, a good, I, it's a good I haven't listened to it yet. It's a good pod. All right, moving on. Well, before we move on again, that question is who is your target audience? Now, mm-hmm. this is important. The reason why defining your target audience is important is because then you'll know how you need to communicate your exactly. brand to that audience. Exactly. If I'm talking to Shion and Shion's a financial advisor and I'm trying to sell the brother a boat, I'm not going to talk to him like he's a fitness guru. Exactly. Telling him about all the exercises he could do on the boat. I'm going to talk to him like he's a financial advisor. Like, brother, you look like a man who hosts a lot of meetings with high profile people. You know, this boat has a great deck. Can you imagine (laughs) yourself on the deck of this boat with Mm. your high profile client closing deals? Yes. Would that sound a lot better if I approached you that way versus this way? Where it's like, Cheyenne, you look like a brother who's a financial advisor. Could you imagine you working out on this here deck? Exactly. <laughs> imagine all the babes you're going to get on this deck. Yeah. You, you know, all that Depending on your brand, yeah. that may cater to you. Exactly. Now, if I'm talking to you, the shine I know, you ain't going to be worried about all of that. Not at all. I'm not hosting no parties or doing none of that stuff. Right. So moving on, mm-hmm. how do you want people to feel when they interact with your brain? Keep in mind, the interaction is not only the aesthetic, the interaction is also when they speak to someone who is a representative of your brand, whether that be yourself or your employees. It's also the interaction via digital spaces like email, social media, marketing. Exactly. Yep. And if I if I answer that question, I would say whenever you hear I got sense investment advisor DJ dividends, I would want that to resonate with my entire audience as their favorite uncle, nephew, or cousin. So he out here trying to impersonate Snoop Dogg, y'all. No, I'm just saying I want people to shine like Uncle Snoop. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just the commonality between y'all's brands. Well, I guess so. The uncle component. Yeah, well, I I want people to feel like I'm a family member. Like they can come to me and get the honest truth. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. And if we're talking about our company, Kelly Creations, how do I want people to feel when they interact with our brand? relaxed i mm-hmm. want them to feel like they can trust us yes that we know what we're doing and we're in control exactly that we can help them you can deliver we can the deliver. final product exactly. that they want to see materialize on film exactly so let's let, let's talk about it audience you know if you have a product how do you want people to feel when they get that product do you want them to just open the box and be like this ain't what I thought I was gonna get, mm-hmm. or this don't look like how it looks in the pictures, and you, or this don't feel like good quality. And you know where I notice a lot of that, at, uh, Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, here in um, there are a lot of uh, sisters that are out there um, selling units. Uh oh. And uh, I hear that a whole lot because mm-hmm. everyone like think they got the plug, and I know where to order the hair from, and I know where to get this, and I know where to do that, and yeah. I can get the, the the unit that you want and. A lot of times that unit show up and they be like, nah. That ain't what I was looking for. Huh? <laughs> that, that ain't it at all. I'm very disappointed. And now you got a whole lot of uh, bad, you know, vibes on social media complaining about it. You got the Cheyenne about to have all the women's after, after well, the pod <laughs> talking about the units. Well, I'm and just not saying. not having the plug. That, but but you know that that that's a direct correlation to not actually having the brand because it's a whole bunch of people out there in that same space, right? And everybody is uh, promising um, the world, and um, 
that's not what's being delivered. And right. you hear it a lot. So to that point, again, the question is, how do you want people to feel when they interact with your brand? Mm-hmm. It, it, to make this as simple as possible for our listeners, I want you to write down the exact emotion you want people to feel, whether it's happy, mm-hmm. whether it's relaxed, whether it's relieved. If you want them to feel frustrated for whatever reason, hey, mm-hmm. put that in there. You might be a physical trainer who want their clients to be frustrated along the way, then grateful you know, as they get the results. Yes, I want my so. I want my clients to feel real comfortable mm-hmm. and trustworthy when they hand their money over to me. And then when they get their statements every quarter, I want them to look at it and feel satisfied. There it is. There it is. So moving on to our next question, what kind of presence do you want your brand to have? Or what kind of presence does your brand currently have? So for those who already have a brand out there, this is for you to do a little temperature check on your brand. This is for you to gauge your progress so far. What kind of presence do you currently have? And if you aren't satisfied with that presence, what sort of presence do you wish to obtain? And for those who don't have a brand out there, what kind of presence do you want? You may be early on in the process of establishing your business and that's okay, but this is gonna help you move forward a lot faster and a lot more confidently than you would have without answering these questions. So take some time. Can I answer that for the folks? Oh, absolutely. So the presence I want to have is I want all of my clientele to feel that I am honest. Mm-hmm. Honest That's like that it. honest tea? Honest, just like that honest tea. <laughs> that shameless plug. Tea. We ain't got nothing today on honest set, tea. Where okay. y'all at, baby? When y'all gonna <laughs> holler at us and come sponsor the I Got Sense podcast? Come on now. But yeah, I won't, I won't, when, when people hear the I Got Sense Investment Advisor, when they hear DJ Dividends, I want all my clients to say, no, you can trust that dude. I dropped some money with him um, and I was talking crazy or even when I approached him and I said, hey, take this and deliver that, he he said, nope, I can't do it. There it is. So even, even if there's a lot of money on the table. Um, if I know it's unrealistic, I will turn it down mm-hmm. um, before I take it and then hope and pray that I can figure out how to deliver you what you want. So I want people to feel honesty when they hear anything associated with my personal or my professional brand. Absolutely. I totally agree. And in, in, in our industry and with our company, it's the same thing. We want people to feel the presence of honesty and trust. Trust mm-hmm. that we'll be able to tell them, tell them it. Tell them like it is in relation to their needs. Yes. Hey, if you want this production that look like a Super Bowl commercial and your budget may not meet that, mm-hmm. I got to keep it real with you. We're going to have to either increase that budget or revisit the expectations yes. or the needs of the services that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And yes, what sir. you're looking for may not even be of assistance to your business. So let's figure out a better solution right. that will help you attain the results you're looking for. Yes, and that's a tough conversation to have with a lot of clients. Uh, but like I said, when you're building a brand, you have to stick to your core principles. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, answering that question of what are your brand values or what does your brand represent, those answers can help you with this question of what sort of presence you want your brand to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in if you're a fitness trainer in the Southern California area, I don't know why fitness is on my mind. Maybe I need to get back in that gym, (laughs) (laughs) but this could be a type of presence as this could be an example of a type of presence you may want. You may want to be the number one results based trainer in Southern California. Yes. Or you may be the number one chicken spot in Southern California. Or if we talking about units, you may be the one number one, Units provider, forgive mm-hmm. my lack of terminology and ignorance in that industry, but you may not, you may want to be number one in that, or you may want to provide the best quality units yeah. in the area. And from what I've heard, it's very inappropriate and disrespectful to say wig. <laughs> but that's well, you said it, not me. But so. that's basically what a unit is. <laughs> so, <laughs> just for the, the audience members out there that might not be aware, when we're talking about units, yeah. we're talking about. You know the uh, the latest way uh, the ladies and and men now too because men get units on top and as their beers now those are units Man, also. I never thought I'd see today. Yeah, they get they get those things too, but there are a lot of people out there in that space that provide those products. Yeah, and uh, like I said, 
what distinguish you what distinguishes you from the person standing on your right and left that's also offering that same product. I like that coin. Come on now. Anytime we hear it, that means we dropping some sense. And of course, you know, you're talking about the fitness trainers out here in Southern California. That space is very crowded out here. Very crowded. How do you distinguish yourself? What is your brand? Exactly. What is your brand? So moving on to our next question. Mm -hmm. And I know our listeners are excited about this because when we talk about branding, the first idea is that we're talking about the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So this is an aesthetics-based question. Is the aesthetic of your branding cohesive and consistent across all mediums? We're talking social media. We're talking your website. If you have uniforms, your uniform, any documents that you send to clients, any email marketing materials, anywhere your brand is touched by the consumer, is that brand consistent and cohesive? Are your colors the same is your logo the same is your messaging the same is your slogan the same is the font you use the same absolutely is the way the client feels when they read it do they read it and say oh that's for sure target or do they read it and be like that one sound like target but this one look like the dollar tree regularly uh what is that uh uh readily recognizable there it is there it is Mm -hmm. i mean come on now you look at a target symbol and you can automatically correlate that directly back to Target. Yes, because even with my uh, with my logo and my branding, you know, I use the uh, big uh, pile of coins with the flower yep. growing out of it. Yep. And you, see, we even did a bit of a rebrand when we started the podcast for the. Yes, for I absolutely. Got but you do know we it created a <laughs> coin. But you do know it's some <laughs> folks out there that call themselves financial advisors and experts too. And some of them even claim to have a PhD, but you know they use that. that oh, he trying to he trying to throw some pod paws. Well, I mean they trying to throw some. Man, heads. I'm not bringing the smoke. I'm just saying <laughs> they you, they use that they use that imaging too to kind of promote their own mm-hmm. brand. Um, but you know, I intentionally went out of my way not to trademark that brand. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's 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 dive right back into the aesthetic, y'all. As mm-hmm. you. As you answer these questions, if your logo, colors, font, what else am I missing? If any of that, any of the aesthetic isn't identical or isn't cohesive, there mm-hmm. are resources out there for you to tighten up your logo real quick. Yes. Canva, canva.com. That's C as in cat, A as in apple, N as in Nancy, V as in Victor, and A as in apple.com. Mm-hmm. Canva. They have a bunch of resources where you can create a logo. You can create an entire branding guide that speaks to the colors you use for your brand, the mm-hmm. type of fonts you use for your brand, and also the variations of the logo that you would like for your brand. Absolutely. Gotcha. And then gotcha. also taking it a deep, uh, a deeper dive into more of the feel of your brand, the voice. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to use Canva, go to Fiverr. You can get somebody to create a logo real quick and easy on Fiverr. Yeah. These are these are important components to your brand. I know we talk about branding and Mm -hmm. we uh, automatically assume aesthetic. So take advantage of this question and really fine tune the aesthetic of your brand. Can we move on to the next one now? Yes, sir. All right. Now that we out of the looks of things, let's get back into the external feel of things. So this next question, how are you currently or how are you different from your competition? We talked about this in the last podcast. Yes, what are sir. you doing to make your brand stand out? Yes, sir. You want me to answer that question for you? Should you answer? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this before you answer. Okay. Should you answer it or should we revert them back to the last pod to tune in? Well, I don't think I've given this here answer because one of the main re- I've had numerous people, too many to count, uh-huh. that have asked me, why did I never trademark a logo for I okay. Got Sense? And why do I not care that other folks try to use my brand recognition with the, uh, or, you know, a little spill of coins with the flower growing out of mm-hmm. it? And the reason I never did that, because I strategically decided long time ago, back in the mid-90s, that the way I'm going to differentiate myself from everyone else that's in my space is I'm going to allow them to contact me directly. And even to this day, folks can email me, they can text me, 
They can call me. Um, my number has not changed since 2003 when I moved out here to California. Before that, I had an Atlanta area number that I had had since 1991. I had that number from 91 until about 2005. And then my number that I have now, I had from 2003, still the current, 323-440-3150. It's a public number. But that's how I distinguish myself from everybody else out there that's talking about being a financial advisor, investment advisor, a financial coach, or whatever. You can call me directly. You can text me directly. And I will usually respond to you within 15 to 30 minutes unless I'm on a flight. So to sum it up, accessibility, mm-hmm. timeliness of responsiveness. Yes, sir. Timeliness of response. Yes, That's sir. That's how you differ from your competition. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, again, how do you differ from your competition? Moving on to the next one. What consistencies can a customer expect from your brand? Is it the quality Is it the price point value, availability? Mm -hmm. That's a consistency they can expect from Shine's brand. Mm -hmm. Innovation, trustworthiness, et cetera. What consistencies can a customer expect from your brand? Now, if you already have a brand and you have these already outlined, this is Mm -hmm. a temperature check to see if you've been living up to that. Mm -hmm. You want me to answer that? I think you kind of did with the, with, with the, the past uh, questions, but go for it. Oh, uh, well, they could definitely contact me directly. So again, accessibility, availability mm-hmm. and accessibility. But what my um, clients can also expect from me on a regular basis is I will always give them the advisement for free. I don't charge them for it. I only charge them if I execute it for them. If they want me to execute the transaction, if they want me to manage the money, of course, there are fees involved. But if they just want to call me and get the advisement and they choose to go somewhere else and give someone else the business, I'm okay with it. There it is. So they can they can they can expect to have access to me, but they can also um, expect to get an actual recommendation from me, mm-hmm. not beating around the bush, not talking vague, specific. You want a specific stock, you want a specific mutual fund, you want a specific um, bank to go to, uh, you want to know whether or not you should invest in a real estate property or not. I will give you the specific rundown of what I think as much as I can up to 45 minutes to an hour talking. (laughs) No, that's real. That's real. I mean, if I'm thinking about consistencies, customers can expect from our brand and company professionalism. Mm -hmm. We pride ourselves on professionalism and communication each step of the way. Customers are not going to be left in the, and and what's the, what's the saying? Not lost in the sauce, but left in like when you don't know something, I just kind of left out there. Like customers are not going to be forgotten about. They're not going to feel like they've been forgotten about. They're going to be well-informed and understand what the next step is and what their contribution to each project is and what our contribution to each project is. Yes, sir. What the deadlines are, all the details along the way. Each and every time. Each and every time. You know, it, it's it pleases me to hear after every customer interaction that we have, they're impressed by our level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, well, you know, I'm... I'll be feeling like Chick-fil-A sometimes. <laughs> like, y'all want some sauce with that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost at 400... Uh, investment and tax clients combined, Andre. You know how many times I've advertised that? Zero. Up until now. Zero. <laughs> no, but that's real. That's and real. I usually don't even take on new clients unless they contact me and they can tell me who referred them. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't take folks just coming in off the streets. They have to know somebody who's already and then, uh, you know, a client of mine. I mean, that makes sense. That's how you and I met. Yeah, because I use those clients to let the potential client know that don't go over there wasting uh, Sean's time if you're over there talking about hustling, cutting yep. corners. Yep. If you trying to you do, go in there and just do something because uh, you can't get nobody else, or he ain't the one. He's, he's going to tell you he has built 
his brand and his clientele over 20 plus years and he's not going to compromise his entire business model trying to hook you up. I let my clients explain that to potential clients so that when they do show up, they know I'm about business and we're going to do it by the books, but I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I can get them as much as I can get them and deliver it to them within the letter of the law. We're not going to do anything illegal over here. I respect that one thou wow. Yes, sir. But zero advertisements, and I'm almost at 400 clients. That's beautiful. Blessings on blessings. I love to hear that. Good job. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, folks, that's pretty much all we got today. But before we wrap it up, I'm going to go back through these questions. This is going to be our rapid round. So let me give us some well, rapid can round. I, can, I, can, we do, uh, can I go a little bit? Or do you want to do the rapid round and let me? I want to um, go over some points that I jotted down here um, money, for today's money, part two. Is it going to consist of <laughs> listeners getting more money, more money, more money? <laughs> yes, sir. It's going okay. to consist of the listeners really having some examples so that they can go back and focus on what they need to do for their brand. But I want to go over a few points that I know I have honed in on. And that I execute on a regular basis to ensure that my brand stays consistent and of value and it delivers um, what the uh, clients think that they're going to get from me. DJ Dividends. So are we Take waiting? Take us away. Okay, so these, so these, remember I waved that little note that was making noise <laughs> to prove that I didn't prepare this time? Sounds is- kind of like that, but a little, <laughs> a little less. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so these are the points that I, I made today about the I Got Sense uh, brand. Okay, so what I focus on towards building my brand is I'm continuously learning. There's not a day that goes by that I don't read another financial news article or I don't go read about something that's new and innovative as far as a financial product or service that's out there. Folks, jot this down. Create a line through half that sheet of paper. And on this next series of notes, I want you to write down some I got sense tips for okay. branding success. The first one is continuous learning. Continuous learning. Expand that knowledge. Next all right. Shine. The next one. I have to be knowledgeable about all things related to the financial investment industry. So strive to be the expert in your industry. Yes. Next one. When I talk to a client, even if it's a potential client, whatever they pose to me, whatever questions they have of me, I always offer them the pros and the cons, as well as whether or not that type of investment is suitable for them. So in other words, it's okay to be diplomatic mm-hmm. so long as you're meeting the client's needs. Yes. So if a client comes to you and says, hey, I want this video. In my, in my example, I want this $10,000 video. Okay, what are your needs? Mm-hmm. Okay, I know their needs. You don't need a $10,000 video. You may need a $2,000 video. Exactly. You may not even need a video. You still need a website. Or hey, I need you to go get that done first before we do this. Yeah. Or, or even something that's more close to current events that everyone is familiar with. Calling me about doggy coin. There it I is give there. the clients the pros. And the cons. And the cons. And whether or not it's suitable for them. Do you have <laughs> a safety net account established? Yes. If you do not. You don't need to be worried about doggy coin. Exactly. You need to get that at least thousand dollars in that safety net account, just for starters. Exactly. How do you feel about investing one hundred dollars? What if you never get the one hundred dollars back? Right. If you tell me you're gonna go on a shooting spree and kill up your whole city, yeah, you don't need to be touching a stock market. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to be investing at all. You need to do like Mister in the color purple, bury your money under the chicken coop. <laughs> That's what you need to do. But I give my clients the pros, the cons, and whether an investment is suitable for them. Absolutely. And I make sure I do that for each and every one of them that come to me um, asking questions about any type of financial investment or product that they're trying to learn more about. There it is. Uh, Next, 
I always try my best to stay ahead of the story, but still remain relevant. Now, what do I mean about that? 99.9% of everyone that says they're in the financial business or they are financial professional or coach or whatever, you can go to their social media, their website or whatever. They're talking about the same exact stuff that they heard on MSNBC or wherever they got it from. They're talking about it after the fact. Mm -hmm. I can consistently and confidently tell you that each and everything that I put out to my clients as a recommendation or just news coming down the pipeline, I usually know about it one to two days before it comes out for public consumption. So in relation to brands with products or brands with services, know your industry, stay ahead of new technologies, be willing to be innovative with the services or products that you offer or provide. Absolutely, because I don't get my stuff from the everyday consumption type um, um, sources. I go and that to also the comes with knowing your target audience. Yes, absolutely. Once you know your target audience, you may sell hamburgers for a living. You may understand that, hey, there's this thing called Beyond Meat. Mm-hmm. There's this thing called Black Bean Burgers. Your target exactly. audience ain't the vegetarians, the vegans. Your target audience may be somebody who wants a clean cut, double double animal style, right? With a exactly. Side of animal style fries and a Neapolitan shake. Yes, and sound and, like in and out to me. <laughs> and <laughs> exactly, but the reason that I try to stay ahead of the uh, the uh, the uh, crowd and I remain relevant is because I'm a buy and hold traditional type investment advisor. Right now, with the millennials. And the younger folks, everybody's looking for the home run. Everybody's mm. looking to hit the grand slam. They want to find the next Amazon. They want to find a the Netflix. They want to day trade. They want to go into, you know, the Forex. Yep. They want to be able to make the quick money. I understand that. I get it. That's, that's what drives thing. That's your thing. Yeah, but that's what drives me to always stay ahead of the story, though, because I'm constantly searching for value investments for my clients. Mm-hmm. So value means something like a NEO. Mm-hmm. I want to find the investment for you to be able to get in when it's cheap mm-hmm. at $3, at $9, at $15. That's around, you told me about NEO. Around, I, you should have told you right around 9 or Yeah, yep. 9 I got 10. the bulk of mine around there. Exactly. So now I have a whole lot of people Shout showing up after it. the fact. When the stock is all the way up to 66 and then it dropped back down to 34 and then it moves back up to 40, they're showing up after the fact. I pride myself in giving consistent news and updates before anyone else is aware of it, and it's not on MSNBC, it's not on Bloomberg. Hey, these are some things that's coming out. Take a look at this here. If you have some extra money, I recommend that you consider getting in on this here wave while it's small, because this here has the potential to rise up on you and you're going to make some money. I've built my whole career and reputation off of that. Even in Big Six Accounting, what I figured out early on is that even though I was the one with the darkest skin tone and I had on the cheapest shoe suit and I had on the plastic shoes, I was willing to do the digging. I did all the deep dives and all the analysis, and I made tough decisions. Very tough decisions, and my recommendations were bold. However, I turned out to be right 98% of the time. That's what made my career for me because everybody else in my profession, and I see across all professions, is that most people are risk-averse. They want to call a timeout, and then they want to ask everybody in the stadium, what should I do when it's fourth and goal and it's the last play of the game? I do not do that. I take a look at the data. I make an assessment, and then I say, this is what Sean recommends, and I own it, and I live by it. So, like I said, I get ahead of the story and find out what I think is going to be the next value to kind of make up for being a buy and hold type of guy. That's how I bring value on the back end. I try to find those good value deals that you can get in for $0.10 on the dollar and then get in and ride the wave up top. So to sum that up, be innovative. Mm-hmm. Stay ahead of the curve by being the expert. 
and seek knowledge and yes, information. Sir. Next point, uh, having a social media presence. Oh, that's a big one. And I'm learning that from you. Yeah. yeah. I got in on Facebook early on, like I talked about September 2005 when I was over at Clark Atlanta teaching accounting courses. Man, I was in middle school. No one knew about it then, at least the people that looked about us. We all didn't get hip to it until about 2009. I was about six years ahead of the curve, and then I kind of got stuck in that rut. Mm -hmm. After I met you, I learned about all the other things. Yeah, you need to get your YouTube channel. You need to be on Instagram. Yeah, you need to try Twitter. Have you oh, heard you really about TikTok? Learn after this here pod, because we diving into the bulk of the branding for socials for learning, the IGC man. Yes, learning how to use the hashtags. <laughs> yeah, being consistent across all those social media platforms, mm-hmm. all those types of things. I put extra effort into doing that, and that's why we're transitioning over to doing more video than me sitting down typing on uh, Facebook. Right on. Uh, Next thing, uh, consistent results. I try my best to deliver consistent results. Mm -hmm. And no matter what investment my client comes to me with, unless it's something extraordinary, I try to make sure I put them in the position for their investments to grow somewhere between 12 to 16%. And I'm very consistent at delivering that. Very consistent. And when I'm off target, I'd be the first one to give them a call and say, hey, I don't think we're going to hit this here target, but this is why. But I think you should or you should not make a move in another direction. Mm -hmm. But I consistently try to deliver 12 to 16 percent. Anybody that asks for more than that, I tell them I can't help you. Just had a client three days ago. Why don't I just give you the five hundred thousand dollars? Ma'am, I can't do that because you're asking me to grow your $500,000 to over a million dollars within the next three years. I can't guarantee you that. Right. I don't want your money. No. And that's why I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't want your- the way this doggy been set up, <laughs> you give me 200 of that. Man. I turn it back around and give you five, maybe, and, <laughs> or maybe three, and but then see, you pay me two. <laughs> but see, off of, off of that 500000 I could could clearly uh, charge her 2% of that right off the top. But with that kind of money, there's a ceiling on it. So typically on something like that, it would be 2% up to, say, $35,000, whichever is higher, that I could charge her a fee on that. But in an instance like that, most investment advisors or most people in the financial industry, when they have that lump sum of money, they will tell the client or agree with whatever the client is saying and then worry about, the retribution on the back end. Mm-hmm. Me, the I got sense brand. If I know for a fact that I'm not supposed to be guaranteeing you that, and I know for a fact that the market is too volatile for me to even be playing that game anyway, mm-hmm. ma'am, if that's what you want from me, I can't help you. Now, if you say, "Can you get me around sixteen percent?" I'll gladly take that. But if you get outside of that, the I got sense investment advisor can't help you, and I don't want to. Uh, compromise my reputation, uh, my my reputation, saying otherwise. So I definitely try to give consistent results. And my last one here, this is my big one right here, Andre. And some people say I'm I sound arrogant. Some people say I'm braggadocious or whatever. I say if you've done it, it's not bragging. It's a testimony. But I give people proof. I got the receipts. Everything that I talk about here or anywhere else, I got it. You can go over to my office at Iron Step and walk in and see that it's a 2,300 square foot office space that's making millions of dollars. When I tell you I got assets under management, I can open up my account and show you millions of dollars of assets under management. So don't just walk the walk. Absolutely. I'm sorry. So don't just talk the talk. Yes, sir. the walk. I, I can open up my brokerage accounts and show you my stock. So that that's the I Got Sense brand. Right there. I just ran you down some points of how I build the I Got Sense brand. I hope y'all listening. Did I they take notes out now. there? I hope y'all did. Do I sound I arrogant and braggadocious? No, nah, you sound like a brother who's established himself and he's just using his own testimony to encourage and light a fire up behind some people's asses, excuse my language. <laughs> 
to get out there and do the same. And can I throw somebody under the bus right quick? Uh oh. Tanya, where them t shirts said, I need that t shirt that said, I got the receipts. (laughs) (laughs) Where my t shirts at? There it is, man. Another great that's episode. It. That's Shy. it, man. That's all you got. That's that's enough, isn't it? That's enough. I'm gonna be in trouble with that's the enough. wife, man. Let me go ahead and run through these questions that we covered today. Okay, and rapid, I'm not gonna interrupt. Round, I'm not gonna round. interrupt no more. Rapid round. What does your brand represent? What are your brand values? Who is your target audience? How do you feel? I'm sorry. How do you want them to feel when they interact with your brand? What kind of presence do you want to have or what kind of presence do you currently have? Is the aesthetic of your branding cohesive and consistent across all channels? We're talking social media, website, your uniforms, any documents in relation to your branding, etc. How are you different from the competition? And last but not least, what consistencies can a customer expect from your brand? We're talking quality, price point value, availability, innovation, trustworthiness, etc. You got anything else, Shy? The only thing I gotta say is hootie hoo! <laughs> what is? Well, I'm gonna take us out to more of uh, <laughs> some DJ Dividend for Rock with. You know yes, sir. In Paul. Thank y'all again for tuning in to another episode of the I Got Sense Podcast. We love the views. We love seeing the analytics. And ladies and gentlemen, we're not just in the States with it. we worldwide according to these analytics. So thank you to everybody in these other countries tuning in to the IGC. Yes, sir. IGC. Y'all keep at it, though. We still want some more followers. We want the likes, some subscriptions. We want all of that stuff. Run it up. Holler at your folks over here. Run it up. Run like it up. my boy Big Mitch said, we got quality over here we add value to your life and you can take it and do something with it one thou wow ladies and gentlemen please continue to support our podcast by going to apple podcasts and leaving a detailed review on how much stating how much you love us go ahead and rate them four to five stars and if you're on youtube subscribe we got the videos coming soon and if you're on google podcast or spotify keep tuning in keep sharing and keep telling your mama daddy auntie little brother little brother's brother niece nephew uncle friend co-workers bosses managers presidents and everybody in between mailman ups man woman everybody about the i got sense podcast man i'm about to hit the cat daddy and the dougie over here off of ed and paul See, that's why we need the video. Coming soon, y'all. Till next time. Peace. Peace. Step by step. Make them sound deaf to maintain my rap. Prepare to come off in case of a diss. Don't worry about the thing. Because we can do this. I can turn the party out just by standing still.